With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is George Lucas, creator of the Star Wars saga, and you're listening to the Nerdin' Out Star Wars Rewatch, where they talk about the Star Wars saga, the good films, my films, not the crappy ones. Go ahead and touch Daddy's neck. You know you want to. <laughs> your aggressively nerdy feelings. Feel the geek flow through you. This is Nerdin' Out, the Star Wars rewatch. Welcome, everybody. It's an all-new Nerd Not Podcast, Star Wars Rewatch. Why, yes, it is. I'm Ray V. Cameron's over there. Hey. Randy's over there. Hi. You can send us your comments at NerdNotLA on Facebook and Twitter, NerdNot on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot for watching along, sending us your comments. We have finally made it. We are up to the original trilogy, Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> Now, both you guys, we're talking about how the Phantom Menace has a special place in your heart, right? Yes. It does, yeah. Because that was the, your introduction into the Star Wars universe. Well, for me it wasn't, but it still holds a special place in my heart because I was young when it came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Star Wars mm-hmm. was my introduction into the Star Wars universe. As a woman of a certain age, I saw it first run in the theater. Before it even had the subtitle, A New Hope. Uh, it sure did. For most <laughs> of my life. It was just Star Wars. It was Star Wars. I'm gonna, <laughs> I had no idea about that, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of making me laugh right now because mm-hmm. early characters that imprinted on me as a young person are still <laughs> relevant. Yeah. Like Princess Leia. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite television show <laughs> right. at the time of Star Wars oh. coming out. So it's like everything old is new again, I guess. But uh, that's cracking me up. I haven't seen A New Hope in quite a long time. Years. Same. How long years How long do you think it's been? Years and years and years. Um, like we're we talking decade? 20 years? A really? decade probably. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time. Me too. Same. So I was trying to watch it with a fresh eye, not mm-hmm. a nostalgic eye, which is pretty challenging. Yeah. See that? Yeah. I, I was going to actually bring that up. See, with The Phantom Menace, that was my first introduction into Star Wars. Yeah. However, with, you know, A New Hope, it wasn't that I went into it already watching it with the idea that this has to be good because if I say otherwise, people are going to hate me. Yeah, it is. It's hard to not go at it with that. Yeah. Without that framework. The nostalgia factor is already there. So when Mm -hmm. you watch it, you're under the impression, well, you know, millions love this movie around the world. So this is obviously good. Right. I mean... If Star Wars crashed and burned, yeah. there wouldn't be this entire universe exactly. that was built. That was the nugget. That was the acorn that mm. grew this magnificent tree. And I was yeah. so surprised oh, when babe. you pointed out <laughs> to me that there are different renditions of this movie. 
So there many. are, yeah. I had no idea. And I, I apologize. I mentioned it the last uh, Star Wars rewatch episode we did. I I tried to get my hands on the the OG the cut OG. that my friend had, mm -hmm. and I guess he doesn't have it anymore. But it's somewhere out there. The original theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Did we all watch on Disney Plus? We did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Disney Plus version is the one that's updated by George Lucas. Which okay. Let's talk about that. I mean, because that was one of the main threads coming out of Disney Plus was, oh, crap. These are the Star the Wars movies yeah. that yeah. have been updated. Right. McClunky was trending <laughs> last week, as it should have been. McClunky. This version has Greedo shooting first. It does. It also has uh, Han Solo talking to Jabba the Hutt. All mm. kinds of extra stuff going on in the background at Moss yeah. Eisley. In my opinion, totally unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. I wonder why that was added, though. It's because, so, if you watch the documentary, I forget the name of the documentary, but yeah. it's, it's also on, it's Disney, on Plus, Disney Plus as well. about yeah. the making of the original trilogy. George Lucas essentially, like, there were there were things he wanted to do with Star Wars that were not uh, doable at the time. Number one, at, for this movie, because of the budget. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, number two, because the technology wasn't there yet. And so when the technology was there, he wanted to go back and fill in the things that he wanted to fill in. Mm, okay. You know, like with this movie, they had to make a lot of like, it's kind of like Jaws, right? Where they had yeah. to deal with the shark. Right. Bruce never worked. Not working. Yeah. They had to do it. They had to make a lot of concessions when they, they first shot this movie. So yeah. he went back in and said, oh, you know, in this Moss Eisley scene, I wanted, you know, this, this, mm -hmm. and this. I mean, even this shot right now I'm looking at was not in the original movie. It's an establishing shot of when they're, pulling up in the speeder right. oh, to yeah, Moss right. Eisley, that entire scene, that entire right. shot is CGI. Yeah. So he, that's that's what I think is weird. Like, I, I can understand creatively wanting to, like, pepper in some things. Like, oh, yeah. I wish I could have right. done that. Mm -hmm. But then there's this, like, this shot is completely, was not in the movie. Here, take a look, Randy. It's about 43 minutes in. This entire yeah. thing was not in the original movie. And even when I saw it, when we were doing yeah. this rewatch, I thought, what is that? Yeah, now see, that's Like, a, I didn't even yeah. remember that. It's weird because some of these, you know, the CGI cuts were made prior 2019, 2018, so the CGI looks dated now. I know. Oh, yeah. And, and, so and that's the other thing. Bad. The Han Jabba the Hutt scene looks terrible. That's yeah. the other thing, too. So the rest of the movie looks great, right? Mm. And it's because it was shot on film. Right. And they're constantly thinking of new ways that you can scan film more cleanly yeah. and, and process it cleaner and things like that. And so what kind of sucks is movies in the 90s and mm -hmm. the early 2000s, a lot of them were shot on digital, digital that was new. Yeah. And so if you go back and watch those movies, A, they do not, they do not hold up. Right. And B, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't upscale it in any way because natively it was mm -hmm. kind of shitty to begin with. Like if you go and watch... Uh, the first Jurassic Park movie, right? It still stands up, right? But if you watch like the third Jurassic Park movie, mm -hmm. it's weirdly yeah. more terrible looking. Huh. Yeah, you know, very interesting. I, I just think it's weird because obviously there's a difference between you know 1999, early 2000 CGI, yeah, sure, you know, present day CGI, of course. So I think it's so weird that they would update it, and but then they wouldn't do their due diligence and update it again because CGI has gone such a long way. Yeah, it just looks I weird. mean, you would have th thought George Lucas has realized, yeah, how people feel about this movie right. and how they were going to react to change. Yeah, you know? yeah, and in general, I don't, th I don't necessarily think. I like the idea of going back and updating. Yeah, I find it strange. Spielberg movies, didn't you know? do it for Jaws. No, I just find it Thank weird. Thank God. Well, uh, let's uh, listen to uh, McClunky. Yes, this is 
George Lucas so desperate to change that narrative that Greedo shot first. Over my dead body. Maklanke. Maklanke. It's just so unnecessary. Unnecessary. And here's the thing: you got to think about when this movie came out. Came out in 1977. Right. In the 70s, you had tons of what they call antiheroes. So you had people loving the Godfather movies. You had people loving Taxi Driver, The Sting, Network. Like these aren't heroes, and yet we still like embrace them as characters, and Mm -hmm. we could handle it. So, Mm -hmm. like, what changed? I see. I don't know. And I also, I like, it bugs me that, like, when I'm watching a movie like Star Wars, yeah, I like when there's a certain number of questions that are unanswered. Yeah, who shot first? We may never know. And what I does think it that's, matter? That's what you should. Yeah, that's what that you should, should be strive for. Right. It's a very like oh, is that people debate about it yeah. back and forth, but they'll never know. And so spoon feeding an answer, attempting a spoon feeding an answer like this makes no sense. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. And there are, yeah, I, see, I feel like the ambiguity of, of what, you know, movies, the way they would incorporate that was so just good. It was, it, it's what yeah. made movies, you know, made, it made you think. Yeah, you want to, you are asking questions as you watch. I think that's such a 2019 present day thing, though, yeah, where people feeding. always need to fill in yeah. the loose ends. And now, you know, some movies that are getting great reviews, they still have that element of, you know, Mm-hmm. think you're ambiguity. thinking right. ambiguity mm-hmm. and people think it's like revolutionary or groundbreaking but it's always been a thing i don't see why they would want to go back and just fix these pointless ends. well randy and i were watching last week there's four different versions of that scene yeah yeah and they have you know there's places where you can see them all together and it's so weird it's like the that og is, is the best scene yeah. So does Easy. that mean he went back four different times, or were there different people who went back? Or? I think I'm pretty sure it was mostly George. Most Lincoln. mostly George, George. Yeah. just so, tinkering at the ranch. That's yeah. so weird. But as I was watching, like something you've been talking about, Cameron really stuck in my head. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Yeah. They were had to be so inventive. They had to use 100%. so much ingenuity in this movie. Oh my god! Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Just what they came up with to make the vision come to the screen. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, even if you watch the uh, the original cut, mm-hmm. like the original theatrical version, it's pretty crazy. If yeah. You think, if you watch it in the lens of this movie came out in 1977, yeah, like it's it's insane, and that's what be blew blown away people's yeah. minds so, when they went to the theater. And you have to watch if you're if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're if you're a casual Star Wars fan, if you're yeah. a movie fan, you have to go on Disney Plus. And watch this uh, documentary they they did about the original trilogy mm-hmm. because it really shows you like when they were making this movie they had no idea like the people working on it had no idea what they were making right and they a lot of them were like what is this even for like they invented technology yeah. for these Millennium Falcon shots that you see and all those space scenes and stuff and those people were like why are we you know right this is this seems like it could be pointless. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's cool. And then they all went to the theater and were like, holy shit. Yeah. That's what? what we made? Yeah. Now, like there's you... one really cool shot in the- uh, Which one? In the uh, documentary of the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. uh, being like pulled onto the Death Star. Tractor mm-hmm. beamed. It's, and they mm-hmm. do like a, a time lapse where they show it with like no effects and then- Okay. It's, it's crazy. Wow. It's wow. really cool. So wow. do you think modern day CGI and movie budgets are kind of like- They've kind of taken away that element of creativity um, in movies. I think somewhat because yeah, a little bit. 
story-wise, you always have to jam what you can into two hours, right? So you yeah. have to make story concessions, and that'll always mm -hmm. kind of be there. But because it kind of feels like we modern... now live in a world where like yeah, they could be on any planet they want. Yeah, that's the thing you know? though, because you're kind of alluding towards that. But modern day movies and their budgets, you don't need to add this level of mystery because you can pretty much create anything, do whatever, yeah, at any time you want. And I know we're going to talk more about the the Mandalorian later on this week. Yes, but that's yeah. what I'm digging about the Mandalorian is while they are spending a lot of money on it, mm -hmm. it still kind of feels pretty old school. Yeah. Like the look of it and what they're I doing, agree. it doesn't feel overly enhanced yeah. mm -hmm. with special effects, and that is why I'm digging about it. So a little bit about the story. Rewatching, and it's because of this rewatch project, something I never considered before, something I never noticed is that 17-year-old Luke is a lot like 17-year-old oh, Anakin. A hundred percent. Don't you think? A hundred percent. He's mopey. He's moody. <laughs> he's bitchy. I'm like, oh my God, you are your father's son. Oh, yeah. And I could see it right here. I'm sure George took that vibe and mm -hmm. put it into Anakin. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how it works in the Star Wars rewatch, it's pretty cool. Uh, what we have here is something from a YouTube video called Luke Skywalker Angsty Teen. Uh, okay. So let's listen to a little uh, Luke Skywalker Teen Angst. Doesn't look like we have much of a choice, but I'll remind him. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Well, come on, Red, let's go. This R2 unit has a bad motivator, look. It just isn't fair. Oh, Biggs is right. I'm never going to get out of here. <laughs> Not unless you can alter time, speed up the harvest, or teleport me off this rock. Wait a minute, where'd she go? Bring her back. Play back the entire message. But it's a whole other year. Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I was going to go to Tasha's station and pick up some power, power converters. converters. Ben, oh, God, Ben, you're such a dick. <laughs> uh, he is was, a whiny bitch. I was like, damn, that's yeah. your dad. I think Mark Hamill's talked about that, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's yeah. he's gone back and watched his movies and, like, yeah. nobody talks like that. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> but in the end, Luke really does want to be a hero. That mm -hmm. was Anakin's goal, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, as we know, Luke eventually gets there. And thank goodness they didn't really throw in a lady love for Luke. Otherwise, it would have been Tiger Beat type it stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All over again. Yes, Princess Leia is there, but she's more like a little crush. Yeah. And ends up being a good friend. And eventually, of course, that's his sister. Uh, another thing I noticed, Alden Ehrenreich did an awesome job as Han Solo. Watching Harrison Ford as I a young Han Solo. Dude. He did a great job. Alden Ehrenreich nailed it. And I and I'm so we've talked about this before. I'm so upset that the reception for Solo is not good yeah. almost 100% on his behalf because he did nothing wrong. Right. And I think a lot of people put some blame on him. But I, he, he my did God. nothing wrong. He people, was he ate a shit sandwich. Cuz yeah. people like, suck. That yeah. movie was a good movie. I Ugh. appreciate his performance more. Yeah. After having watched this movie, because yeah. it's been Agreed. such a long time maybe that's, since I've seen this movie. Maybe that's what it took. Like these people who are automatically hating because that this movie was created. Maybe they just had to yeah. watch the you know the originals again to get an idea. I think if they did, they would have had a different feeling because that was my takeaway right away. Yeah, yeah. watching Harrison Ford, thought, oh wow, Alden Ehrenreich killed it. He did. Han Solo. I thought he was good, but I have more appreciation for him now. Sure. Uh, this is one of my favorite Han Solo scenes. Han Solo, a bit reckless, and uh, he's a bit reckless here when they're uh, on the Death Star. Uh, 
Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, <laughs> everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring uh, conversation anyway. Luke, we're gonna have company! He just shoots the console. Hell yeah. Uh, that, that is good stuff. I think I really do appreciate, well, the humor can be a little bit corny. Yeah. Not Jar Jar Binks corny. Now, no. this was my argument about this movie. Okay. Regarding how, do people love the story or is it just the magnitude of this movie? Mm. Because this movie was revolutionary. Think about sure. it. The, the sure. effects, you know, the, the, the new ways that, the, the, the ways that these people had to make things that they couldn't, you know, make with technology because it just wasn't there yet. Or was it the story? Because I feel like the first movie was obviously probably the roughest because, yeah. again, it was the introduction to the universe, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a crazy undertaking to do to begin with, to establish yourself as a sure. massive universe. Right. I think at the time, like, I think people's appreciation for it now is yeah. is different than when it first came out, obviously. Okay. But, Ravi, you were mm-hmm. alive when it came out. I was, out. yes. And I feel like at the time... It, the part of the reception was, yeah, the special effects and just like the the big feel of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it had to do with the story took place in a world that wasn't ours. Never mm-hmm. been. And it while the struggles of a young man and wanting to break out and be his own person right. were relatable, it had nothing to do with real life stuff. Yeah. So right. it was okay. like an escape. Okay. You know? And I... I think every people just love the story. And the mm. reason people love the story is because the characters were really selling it. They were. Everybody yeah. but Alec Guinness. Like- Agreed. <laughs> and that, that I think is so, oh my God, it's so instrumental. And I think, again, this is, Marvel has done such a good job of this. Mm-hmm. Because if the people playing the roles don't buy into what they're doing, See it completely shows on the screen. And, and if if the the actors in this movie did not believe that they were talking to C-3PO right. or talking to R2-D2 or talking to Jabba in the CGI, mm-hmm. uh, then we would have not bought it. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been just some weird fucking yeah. space drama <laughs> right. where you're talking about some religious force. Like yeah. when, you, when you see old man Alex Guinness yeah. talking about the force, He's not it's, doing a good job of it has, explaining. No, and, and when I watch that, I'm like, it is amazing to me that, I, and I love Star Wars. Sure. But it's amazing to me that this wacky ass concept was mm-hmm. something that worked. True. You know? True. Mm-hmm. But I, you watch Alec Guinness now with the knowledge that you realize he hated every moment of it. You can see it. And it's there. It's, it's there. You can there. tell he thinks it's dumb. That's one yeah. of the silly parts of this entire movie. The lightsaber battle. I mean, could they not oh, afford yeah. a choreographer <laughs> or something? Oh, pretty, well, pretty stiff. Uh, there was there was I'm a lot of reasons you. for that. Pretty pretty. Stiff. One of the reasons is because the 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 tech that they were using for the uh, for the lightsabers was too fragile. So if they slammed oh, them against too one another, just they break. just shatter. In fact, they broke a lot of them when they were oh, filming. Interesting. Yeah. If you watch the original cut too, they're barely colored. Like they both pretty much have oh, white, yeah. lightsabers. white lightsabers. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you've got all these awesome and memorable characters, characters who went, mm-hmm. they're in the pop culture pantheon right. of greatness. 
the greatest of the great, though, the greatest movie villain of all time, Darth Vader. He was the guy everybody was talking about. Yes, you had Luke, Leia, Han, Obi-Wan. But Darth Vader's the one that people could not get over at the yeah. end, you know, when we saw it in 1977. Think about some of the things he'd done. He, he sent Obi-Wan into the Force Aether. Mm-hmm. He tortured Princess Leia with that big needle thing. Yep. A uh, big needle droid thing. And uh, here, probably one of his most uh, famous scenes in Star Wars, where he nearly kills this lieutenant. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes, or given you clairvoyance enough to find the rebels' hidden fort. I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) Enough of this. Vader, release him. As you wish. Vader's kind of a yes man in this movie. Yeah, I was a little bit. <laughs> which He's is, playing the long game. Which, oh, true. All right. Because I thought, you know? huh, I didn't really remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just remember Vader doing the chokehold. Yeah. So cool. When we left there, that was my impression. Princess Leia rules and Darth Vader is scary. But now we're looking at Darth Vader through a different lens. Darth mm-hmm. Vader is a tragic figure. In 1977, he was just a villain yeah just a great movie villain now you know he was just an evil presence now he's kind of a tragic Mm -hmm. manipulated figure Mm -hmm. and you got just kind of have to think about that as you're you know going through this rewatch because he doesn't come off that way in this movie no not at all not at all like that was you know probably an afterthought obviously of george lucas because in this movie he is just a big time villain and i think if you look at any villain type list He's going to be at number one. He's got to be at number one or number two. Him and uh, the Joker have got to be number one and number two as far as movie villains. And what a great job James Earl Jones does in yeah, his early you know, movies. It, it, he does, but it's so funny because the actor that played Darth Vader. David like, Prowse. David Prowse. Okay. There's a documentary about him called I Am Your Father, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Like what? this guy played... And gets no the credit. Most, one of the most <laughs> iconic villains of all time mm-hmm. gets no credit. His voice was mm-hmm. dubbed out without him knowing. And oh, then, no kidding. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he didn't know. And then he was told so that David whenever Prowse they- So David delivering all these lines. On, yeah. They recorded- Yeah. On, oh, wow. There was like on location dialogue that was recorded. And, and then George Lucas was like, eh, it needs to be a darker, deeper voice. So they got oh. James Earl Jones to do it. But then he was told that he was going to be able to be Darth Vader when they unmasked him in uh, oh, Return in, of the Jedi. Okay. And then that didn't happen either. And they wow. hired a third actor wow. to play that. Uh, Sebastian Shaw, I think is his name. So David Prowse, so screwed. Mega screwed. Prowse how did, dog. How does he feel about it now? Is he still alive? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He might be. Wow. Yeah, I think he is, actually. That sucks for him, but what doesn't suck for us is, Randy, you got a hold of some of that old audio? I did. It was rough, but I guess it was part of a documentary. Okay. Let's uh, let's hear some. Find the passengers of this vessel. I want them alive. 
I can still hear David Prowse's accent in the Darth Vader mask muffled because he would do the real dialogue. He's trying to curse Carrie Fisher or something. Thank you. I know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic... You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. It was hilarious. <laughs> wow. It is hilarious. It was. Wow. Hilariously bad. Sorry, David. Uh, Sorry. R.I.P. if you're dead, but we're... I think he's alive, but okay. <laughs> his career isn't. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. He was Look, never... I feel bad for the guy. I but... feel bad for him, too. Uh, do you, do you th Honestly, though, do you think if they had left his voice in, the movie would have been ruined? Yes. Yeah. You wow. certain you certainly would not feel wow. the way Hell no. you feel today about Darth Vader. Just that one choice could have Oof. broke that entire franchise. That's crazy. You are part of the Rebel Alliance. Tear this ship apart. Take her away. Yeah. Take her away. Really intimidating. <laughs> Tear the ship apart. All of a sudden he's Irish. Yeah. I followed Cameron. <laughs> I do recall also being at the theater when the Death Star blew up. What was that like? Was it like everybody screaming? I, my recollection of it is foggy. I actually have a stronger recollection of Jaws, mm -hmm. which was a yeah. few years earlier. But Because um, you were like dumb high or something? Yeah, I was dumb high. <laughs> because I threw a conniption fit when they blew up the shark. Like I was so upset. At and Jaws? And started crying at Jaws. What? Because <laughs> they, a bad guy. Because they exploded the shark because I was so Come into on. it. Come on. But uh, I, what I can recall is collectively the audience stood up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not just the plotted, but collectively stood up because there was the whole thing of use the force, Luke, and people still didn't exactly have an idea of what the force was because it's not, you saw Darth Vader do the chokehold, you heard Obi-Wan talking about it, Yep. but you didn't, it was, a, that's a tough sell, like you were saying, the force is it a is. tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it actually worked and the thing exploded, oh my God, that was like one of the biggest moments ever being at the movies. But Just see, like that, that is an example though of the force worked. You see the thing explode. Mm -hmm. You don't know how it works. No. You know what I mean? You don't have to answer all the questions in that moment. Yeah. And people are fine with it. People are totally fine with it. And that makes people go, oh my God, I want to go see the next movie. Because yeah. I want to see that shit more, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Force me. J just give me all the force. Don't McClunk it. Force uh, it. <laughs> yeah, and now and now you think about it, that makes the stuff like McClunky all that more... Irritating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ugh, and that scene with Jabba the Hutt, Harrison Ford's not really even looking at him and just nah. pointing, pointing in a general... And it's so unnecessary because it's the same exposition that he just discussed with Greedo. Yep. Same exact stuff. Totes unnecessary. That's what I'm saying <sighs> about the whole, do you love the movie because of nostalgia? Or do you do you not see the flaws because well, you're blinded every, by nostalgia? Well, every movie has flaws. I think the, yeah. the flaws in the cut that we watched mm -hmm. are largely because George Lucas put them in after the fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not trying you to know. say this movie's a bad movie. I'm we get it, you hate it. No, no. I'm <laughs> saying compared to the others from the original trilogy and, you know, the uh -huh. other Star Wars universe- do you still feel that movie is as high up as it used to be? Well, let's grade it. Let's hear it. Let's grade mm. it. Cameron? I give it a A minus. A minus from Cameron. Randy? You give it a B flat. A flat B. Flat B. A flat B. <laughs> Not so, a perky B. So what? A that's like B. a B in like 2D. And so it's like. Yeah. Just, so no, yeah. no, no bumps, just flat. <laughs> 
So, Cameron, you thought I said last uh, rewatch that I felt like I was going to give A New Hope an A. And you said. I said you were going to give it a C. I'm giving it an A minus. See, I was wrong. You know what's <laughs> funny? At, like when I rewatched it this yeah. past weekend, mm-hmm. as I was watching, I was like, I was wrong. She's going to give it a higher grade. Mm-hmm. It's an A minus. I'm saving my A plus because I think it's going to be next. Because as I think about Star Wars, the Star Wars movies as a whole, yeah. Yeah. as a collective, mm-hmm. what always comes to mind is that Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Empire fucking rules <laughs> for so many different reasons. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I also haven't seen that in probably a decade plus. You're going to have a good time. I'm, I might and you're gonna see, tribute it. Like <laughs> You should tribute it, <laughs> Natch. But I'm sure we'll talk about this next week. But you'll see specifically, in my opinion, an empire where they pull so many like visual references for The Force Awakens and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> The Last Jedi. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it was escaping me. Uh-huh. Uh, th- basically, the new trilogy and then stuff mm-hmm. like the the games and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Battlefield. Because that's what I'm looking forward to too as mm-hmm. we continue on with this. Because when I saw The Force Awakens, yeah. I did not like it. I've only seen it once. And you didn't like it the because if, like you, if you had to give it one reason, it was because it was a rehash? Yes. Repetitive. I felt like these story beats are all the same. Yeah. And that's how, and I'm wondering, was I wrong mm-hmm. or was I right? That was the impression I got at the theater. Mm-hmm. And like I said, have not seen it since. Played the Lego game 100,000 times, but <laughs> yeah. that's the Lego game. You know, I think that in many ways, your impression of The Force Awakens like, will be determined also by how this ninth movie goes. Because yeah. you might, I mean, one would argue, is it that good of a movie if you need other movies to mm-hmm. you know, beef up your opinion about it? But we'll see what, what hints we were given in that movie mm-hmm. and how they're paid off, I think, ultimately in the ninth installment because was... It's supposed to feel like a new hope because we're supposed to draw parallels mm-hmm. that ultimately mm-hmm. flip backwards on themselves. We shall see. We December twentieth. But I coming to a theater near you. I could be, you know, the George Lucas of that uh, viewing movie where it wasn't his comment. You didn't do anything new. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like mega uber ultra disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So we will see. But. Empire Strikes Back is next. Oh, yeah. I am all nipply about it. Uh, We want to thank everybody for supporting all the things we're doing here at Nerdin' Out, for liking, engaging, interacting. Nerdin' Out LA on Facebook and Twitter. Nerdin' Out on Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Later this week, this should be an interesting episode because we're going to give our thoughts on a bunch of shows. Jam-packed. Mandalorian, episode two. I cannot wait to talk about it. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, the latest episodes of Watchmen. Yup. First two episodes of Rick and Morty. God Rick damn it. And Mother F and Morty. Oh, when in my life did I ever think, crap, I have to watch TV today? <laughs> and first thoughts about his dark materials. There's all kinds of stuff happening right now. I, what what day are we recording that? Uh, Wednesday. Okay. First Get, of all, material. Let's run to the TV. Right? <laughs> we need a, a few extra days. Son to, of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> to continue to consume. <laughs> Look, we're out here for you guys because we know how much stuff is out there. Exactly. Don't waste your time. Overwhelming it can be. Let us waste our time. That's all coming at you this week on Nerdin' Out. Thanks for keeping up with us. Thanks for listening to all the Woody Show content. And we'll catch you later this week on Nerdin' Out. That was Nerdin' Out with Ravy. 
Remember to store this episode in a bag with an acid-free board and put your retainer in when you go to sleep. Until next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.